When you grieve, be sure to take care of yourself. That self-care is so important, and it, it can make a huge difference for you if you just take a deep breath. Uh, remember to love yourself in the process, and know that every day it's going to be a little bit better than the day before. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. You heard all about Emily in the introduction, so without further ado, welcome to the show, Emily. Thank you. I'm happy to be here this morning. We are excited to have you too. So we got lots to talk about today, but I'd love for you to jump in here and get our listeners a chance to resonate with you a bit. Can you tell us who you are, what you do? I am Emily Thoreau-Threat. I live on Maui, Hawaii. So I spend a lot of time outside just enjoying the world. I came here with my husband who was ill and he'd lived here before and wanted to come here for his final days. So we had two great years here together and he was my second husband to die. So after he died, I needed to figure out what I was going to do. And I'm a writer, love to write and did a lot of exploration and writing. And that led to me writing my book, Loving and Living Your Way Through Grief. And I just love helping bring comfort and support to people who are dealing with loss and grief. So why did you decide to write your book? I did it because I was doing a lot of writing just for myself, uh, exploring what was happening with me and what was going on. And then a few months after Ron died, uh, his very good friend, who was a lot younger than he was, just dropped dead. And we were family friends, and I was very concerned for his wife. So I wrote her something right away because she was over on the mainland, and I couldn't get a hold of her any other way. And I told her all the things that, that she needed to think about right then and what she didn't need to worry about because I knew that she had, hadn't considered at all that her husband would die. And in the process of writing that, I thought, I can do more than this. And I, so I did. I, I wrote the book, and in it, there's 26 chapters. And at the end of each chapter, I give the reader something active that they can do to help them deal with their grief, which I've, I've had wonderful response to. That people are really happy to not just be reading someone's story, they're actually incorporating it into their own life in a way that can help them feel better so that they can be happy and grieve at the same time. So, what did you tell your friend? Uh, I told her lots of things. I said, 
don't listen to people that say things that are hurtful because people don't realize they're saying something hurtful. Uh, and, and you'd be amazed at what people say when, when people die. But I do accept help when people offer it. And that's something else that a lot of times we're not used to accepting help because we might be giving help or we just think we can do everything on our own. But if somebody says, let me fix your dinner or let me sit and hold your hand for a while, accept that and, and be grateful for it. But it, it was kind of a long letter I, and there was lots of information in it. And she let me know later how much it helped her because nobody else was talking to her um realistically they were kind of working in in uh, things that they think they're expected to say like i'm sorry for your loss well saying that isn't helpful so it's it's important to be able to uh not feel like you have to talk to somebody or deal with somebody at at a time and, and it's okay to tell them that and it's also okay to reach out for help and call somebody when when you need to talk or or when you need something done. That's okay. So th- there was a there's a lot of information there. So what, maybe we can start off with the ba- some basics, and then we can get a little bit deeper. If you know someone that had someone that passed away, maybe mm-hmm. they're not an immediate family member. Let's say just to start with, what do you say? You you said that sorry for your loss isn't all that beneficial. What could you say? What could you, could you send them a a little, a handwritten note? What can you do to show them that you're show that you have, that you'd like to support them, but you don't really know what to do? Well, handwritten notes are wonderful. They're, they're really good because they, they show that you, you are caring. The one thing to keep in mind when you're, you're talking to somebody in that situation is to Say things if, if you knew the person well. Sometimes you don't know. Like if it's your friend's mom, you might not know her well, so you can't give real specific experiences about her. But you could say something like, oh, you must miss her. I understand how hard it is uh, when you realize that uh, you don't get to talk to her. But I'm always here for you. If, if you'd like to talk, I would be happy to talk. Or if you do know the person, it's always great to say their name and say something positive about them. Like, I, I loved it when um, Jacques, my first husband who died, had a wonderful singing voice. And I always loved it when somebody would say, oh, I love to listen to Jacques sing. He had such a beautiful voice. That that hits your heart. You know, that, that sort of thing is wonderful. Or uh, with Ron, my other husband who died, I, they will say things like, oh, he gave me such good advice. I used to love to just talk to him. He always had something warm and, and loving and supportive to say to me. So when when you uh, personalize it and, and say something to that person about their loved one or about them specifically, that, that really helps. That's, that's so much more meaningful than I'm sorry for lo- for your loss, which nowadays is kind of like saying, have a nice day. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it got old uh, kind of quickly. When it first came out, it was really cool when people were saying that. But then now it's just, it doesn't mean anything anymore. So is there anything else that you may not want to say? Uh, things like, oh, if, if you have uh, a child die, you can say, oh, well, you can always have another baby. Hmm. Well, 
number one, you don't know that they can always have another baby. Right. And that that a new baby won't replace a child who died. There, there's no replacements for people. Right. Would that be the same as a pet? Or is that not something? That Absolutely. You, no, yeah. pets pets are, are like people to people who have them, you know, that they're they're very, very close to them and they they grieve with pets just like they do with people. And um, it's important not to judge them in that situation because sometimes people do, like, what's the big deal? It's a dog. And it, it is a big deal to them. It's, it's like a child to them a lot of times. So uh, be gentle with them and and respect their love for their pet. So you said that sometimes people could be mean. Mm-hmm. What, tell me, I don't have an experience. This. What would that look like? Well, I think that people don't mean to be mean. It just kind of comes out that way because what they say could be something hurtful. And that could be something like, aren't you over that yet? Hmm. I've, I've seen right. that in uh, workplace situations where they give you two days bereavement leave. And when you come back, you're supposed to have forgotten all about it and be right back where you were before when all you can do is hold back the tears. Right. So that that's a, a good example of they, they don't they're not being mean they're just not really being considerate and not realizing what actually is going on there. Do you have a favorite chapter in your book? Oh, that's that's a hard one. <laughs> I know it is. It's like <laughs> yeah, picking your favorite child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Which is what's it's, one chapter that stands out to you? One chapter I I really like a lot because it really changed the world for me was the chapter on gratitude because I I hadn't really thought about gratitude that much until somebody suggested that I made a list of things that I was grateful for and I said yeah right now, my husband died I don't have anything to be grateful <laughs> for you know I was sitting around having a little pity party for myself or a big pity party for myself. But I, I heard it from more than one direction, people suggesting that. So I thought, I, I'm going to try this. So I did. And I, I wrote a list. And I kept thinking of other things that I was grateful to for. And, and so I kept writing the list. And I kept writing more. And it's, it got to be kind of a habit with me. I'd think of something like standing in line at the bank or waiting in the doctor's office. I'd think of something and have to find a piece of paper in my perch so I could write it down so I wouldn't forget it. Because I wanted to remember all these things I was grateful for. Because the more I wrote, the better I felt about how right then in my life, there was a lot of good in my life that I wasn't um, paying attention to. And when I recognized it, I felt so much better. And I focused on the good in my life instead of the sorrow. And what is something that we can do to be more grateful in that specific chapter? Um, I suggest that people actually write down every day what they're grateful for. I, it's part of my morning practice every day. I write down at least three things. Sometimes it's a lot more than that. And I try not to repeat myself. And You'd think that might be a challenge, but once you, you get in the groove of doing it, uh, it's not a challenge at all. The stuff just comes to you, and it feels really good to write it. And by writing it down, you can look back at it and go, oh, I remember that day. That was that was such a neat experience. Yeah, especially when you are having a rough day 
I'd imagine it goes up, up and down. What are some of the things that people deal with when it comes to grieving? I'd imagine there's some depression, there's some victim. Like, like that's a good question also. Like, how do you get out of that victim mindset of, why did this happen to me? Well, gratitude's a good way to get out of it <laughs> by, by uh, recognizing that the world's still going on. You're still here. You still have a life to live. And also recognizing that your loved one would not want you to be sitting around sorry for the rest of your life. They, they would want you to have the best life that you could have. And it, sometimes if I had an especially rough day, I'd go, I'm doing this for Ron or I'm doing it for Jacques to uh, like go out for a walk when, when it was a day when it was hard for me to get off the couch. Uh, I'd go, I know that Ron would like me to be taking care of myself, so I'm going to go for a walk. And then once you get out in the walk and you see the beauty of nature and you feel the breeze on your cheeks, it just uh, makes you feel better. So it's, it's taking an active, <clears throat> excuse me, taking an active role in making your life the best it can be. And, and you really do have a lot of control over that. When, when you get the, the most down, you're relinquishing your control. You're saying, I, I can't help it. I, I can't do anything about that. Like the comment I made about gratitude, what do I have to be grateful for? My husband died. That, that is not helpful. So when you are able to turn things around and say, okay, <clears throat> in this moment, what's positive for me? In this moment, what is good? And it can be simple things like this nice cold glass of ice water that I'm drinking right now feels so good. It's warm out today and it's just soothing and it feels good. Now, that's, that doesn't cost anything, you know. And, and you can just uh, recognize what's around you or what you're feeling or what you're experiencing. And if you can't recognize something, reach out for something. Go out and pick some flowers out of your yard and, and bring them in. Um, do something like um, take a, a few slow, deep breaths and really enjoy the, the sense of how good it feels to be able to breathe freely. So it's not like you've got to go out and do a bunch of stuff. Or, or you can call a friend that you know is somebody who's always going to cheer you up. Everybody's got somebody like that. And you know you're going to smile if you talk to them. Nice so to have positive people in your life. Yes, absolutely. And, and find them and nurture them and uh, make, make that a, a good part of your life that you pay attention to. Yeah, for sure. So it's really just getting... I think it's really difficult. What can you do to get out of that? I feel like we get in this this dark hole and you feel the, the depression. And how do you get out of that? You got to get moving. You got to get outside. You got to get some fresh air. What, how do you get people from that position to a different state of mind or being? I think the key to that is recognizing that that's where you are. Because a lot of times we just kind of get in a groove of sadness and we're not actively doing anything to come out of it. Now, if it gets really deep and, and you feel even something like suicidal, make sure you reach out to get appropriate help for something like that. But generally, the kind of sadness that, that you have when you're grieving isn't um, 
a medical issue. It's more of a heart issue. You're not your your beating physical heart, but your 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 loving issue. So when you get like that, start thinking about uh, love. What do you love? What can you do that you love? Uh, for instance, with me, I love to create things. I'm, I do ceramic sculpture, which is really great for me because it, it, having my hands in the clay, I, I tend to just get lost in it. And it takes me out of my reality for the moment. And all I'm seeing and feeling is what I'm doing right then. I do the same thing with drawing and I do the same thing with writing. If, if I need to write and, and if I feel like if I write, it's going to bring me down because I'm, I'm not feeling that great. Write about something positive. Make a, a specific effort to write something positive. So what do you write about that's positive? Oh, lots of things. Um, I, I write about, I have a, a granddaughter who's a jazz musician, and I, I got to see her in her first concert since the pandemic last Saturday night with her trio and they're they're absolutely fabulous they they flew over to maui to to do this performance and you couldn't help but feel their joy in their music and their performance while they were there so i think about how good that feels and and i can pull up some of their their music uh and and listen to that and remember that good feeling that i had when I was there with them in person and how, how wonderful that is. So think about things that, that make you feel good. One of the things in one of my Facebook uh, groups I'm doing right now is a funny movie challenge because sometimes uh, you just need to escape. You just need to be thinking about something totally different. And if you've got a list of things that are funny that you could watch, you can kind of escape into that. And so the people in this group are having fun kind of writing back and forth and giving people suggestions for for what they could watch and it's it's i've found some movies i hadn't heard of before that i'm looking forward to watching now tell us a couple uh well one that that i watched uh recently and it's oh the name of it's not going to come to me right now i'll give you an example of one that that, that does come to me it's an old movie and it's called patch adams starring okay. uh robin williams and my aunt had had a really difficult life and, and one of the and she was always positive and one of the things that happened to her was her grandson was driving her and her husband to a family picnic and they got in an accident and her husband was killed and she was almost killed and it had a long recovery and i went to see her at her house when she got home and i saw the movie patch adams um Back in those days, it was an old DVD case or whatever those things were. And I said, you like that movie? And she goes, I watch it every day because it just warms my heart. It makes me laugh and it makes me feel so good. And it, it to me, it's it's kind of a timeless movie. And it's it's very sweet. So when, when you find something like that, I'm not one to watch things over a lot, but if I, I find something that, that really speaks to me that way and I know that I'm going to enjoy it, uh, if I start feeling really down, and, and, and that doesn't happen to me very often because I've, I've got this great focus on happiness now that I've, I've developed that uh, 
I really love. But when when I, I start feeling a little off, I can just pop a movie in or, or bring it up. There's so many options for getting movies now, and, and you can just watch something that's going to make you smile and laugh and kind of escape for a while. Yeah, that's a great way to just change your mind and, and focus on something different. I think it's really difficult to not continue to focus on the less than positive. But for so many people that are struggling right now, I think that that's a great idea to change things up a bit. Mm-hmm. Tell I us, agree. Tell us about another one of your chapters besides, we only mentioned the gratitude chapter. Give us another one. Oh, um, let me see. It, uh, there's, there's so many of them that it's kind of hard to choose. Um, I like one called cocooning and that talks about, uh, butterflies, which is, you kind of wonder what that has to do with grief, but I had interesting experiences with butterflies here on Hawaii, including we, Ron and I would sit outside where it was so beautiful a lot. And the butterflies would come up and sit on him. They'd sit on his head or his shoulder or his hand. They'd do that to me, but they, they like, uh, he attracted them somehow. And one day after he died, when I was feeling especially low, there was this incredibly huge swarm of butterflies. And I had heard that they do some sort of migration. And I thought, well, we're out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. They're not going to migrate here, but they were all over the place. And I had to drive to an art class I was taking from my house, and they surrounded my car for the whole drive. And when I got out, not one of them was stuck to the grill or stuck on the window or anything. They just were all there, and it felt so good. So I really started looking into how butterflies come into being, and I thought, that's that feels like the transition that I was going through, is we... Most people, I think, don't realize how you go from a, a caterpillar into a butterfly and what that transition process is. And looking at that, I thought this is just a great analogy for for grief. So now uh, their butterflies are, are very meaningful to me. I recently my sister died, and she was on the mainland, and it was at the time where you couldn't travel at all, and that was frustrating for me. So. I went out in my garden and picked a whole lot of different flowers, and a friend took me out to the beach so that I didn't have to drive myself. And I scattered them out into the ocean while I was thinking about her. And while I was standing there staring off at the beach, he tapped me on my shoulder and pointed down, and I looked down, and I had a butterfly sitting on my toe. <laughs> it was so cool, and, and I, I actually was able to get a picture of it. And so, it, to me, the butterflies are con comfort whenever I see one. I'll think about Ron or think about my sister, Linda. So, uh, it, it's, it was a fun chapter to write because I learned a lot of new things, and I learned to look at things in a different way. And what is cocooning? Cocooning is the, that process that I was talking about where you see the caterpillar, and then they they make this chrysalis it's called that's around them and what's inside that chrysalis is goo it's not it's not a, a like a shrinking caterpillar or something it turns into to something that's totally different and then that that goo transforms into the butterfly and then 
then it, it's a process. It takes a while. And then the butterfly works its way out of the, the chrysalis. And it's very important for the, the butterfly to do that, to develop their strength in their wings because they're so, so delicate. And if uh, I heard about a man who saw a butterfly trying to come out of a chrysalis and he goes, oh, I'm going to help. I can help with this. And the process of doing that made it so the butterfly couldn't survive because they didn't go through the process that they needed to to become the, the beautiful being that they turned out to be. I like so, that. Yeah, yeah co- cocooning to me is taking that time to <clears throat> to <clears throat> sorry to develop into who you are now and seeing the beauty and joy in who you've become. It reminds me of like when kids fall, like mm-hmm. kids fall and parents go and pick them up. And it's not none of my business, but I just think like, how is he going to learn to get up by themselves if you always pick them up? <laughs> That's right. You know, there's, there's some growing that only we can, we individually can do from, from babies on up. There, there are things you, you've got to, to learn for yourself. Uh, and it's a process. I took this video, I, I tell you real quick, I took this video on, I just posted on my social media of the butterfly floating around and it was so cool. I just put some music on there and it got thousands of views, but I just followed this butterfly and just floated around this green pasture with um, oh. beautiful trees with flowers on them and it just turned out amazing and I just thought I was going to take a picture of it and then I followed it around and it turned out really nice, so. Well, and you know, in the process of posting that, think about all the joy you brought to so many people. Mm-hmm. You know, people smile because of something you did for them when you didn't even know them. Right. And you think we have quite a few people, well, not quite a few, but a few people in our lives that remind us of butterflies. So I don't know if there's, I don't, like, I don't know if there's history or if I don't, in the spiritual world, if those two are connected, but it seems like butterflies remind a lot of people of past ones mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty common my, my niece the the daughter of my sister who died sent me a, a butterfly wind chime for christmas so uh, i every time the wind blows outside and i hear it i i smile thinking of, of both of them my my sister and her daughter and it, it feels good yeah very nice is all, well, it is almost time to wrap things up. So is there anything that we missed that you might want to share one last message for our audience that you might want to portray? I, I think my last message would be is when you grieve, be sure to take care of yourself. That self-care is so important and it, it can make a huge difference for you if you just take a deep breath uh, Remember to love yourself in the process and know that every day it's going to be a little bit better than the day before. It's, and it, I think sometimes we just need to hear a little bit of positivity in our lives. Like things are going to be okay. It's going to work out. Just the process of becoming a butterfly. Yes, that's right. Do you have a website? Do you have uh, a way to direct us to your book? How can people get a hold of it or get a hold of you? Well, my book is Loving and Living Your Way Through Grief. It's available any places that any place that books are sold. It is um, that's also the name of my website, lovingandlivingyourwaythroughgrief.com. 
Uh, you can contact me at Emily at loving and living your way through grief.com. And I'm on Instagram, Twitter, uh, have Facebook groups that you can join. I teach a, a free writing together through grief class on, on Saturdays. So it's a lot of fun that you're, you're welcome to join too. So I'm here for those who would appreciate some support and, and caring in their, their grief process. Lovely. All right, Emily, thank you so much for joining us today on Exploring Mind and Body. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me here. You're welcome. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. You can always find us on Facebook.com slash True Form Life. We post up there a couple times a day on our story. We're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle, whether that be nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. We also have free challenges that we do at least once a month. So if you follow us along there, you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge to added challenge whatever it may be we'd love to have you join us we're also on instagram.com slash drew tadia again we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track our main website is trueformlife.com if you want to check out some of our products some of our services or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more we got all that at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.